You're listening to episode seven, featuring Mike, Junior, Kay, and myself, Kenneth. Tell me, guys, what is the what are the opportunities that have come from lockdown during the pandemic? You can write a sonnet and become the next Shakespeare. Yeah. What? That's an opportunity. What? Creative people have now have the space to be creative. Before, everyone okay. was like, I'm working hard. I, I have three jobs. I can't write that play or that book or create music or do artwork or whatever. Now, mm. there is no excuse. You've had three months to become the next Picasso. Show me what you're working with. That's ridiculous. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to start a question is, what do you mean, Mike, by opportunities? With everyone working from home, obviously a lot of companies have now offered remote working. There's like, there's virtual meetings. There's, there's things that have become virtual. So with everything becoming virtual, it opens opportunities for, for more companies to offer different kind of avenues in order to like create work or create something for people. So for example, if a company wasn't offering remote working before, and they are now, that's given people opportunity to, to work from home. Mm-hmm. where they never had those things. And there's other things as well, like, like Kay was saying, you know, creative people can now um, do something that they probably, probably wasn't able to do because either they didn't have the time or they didn't have the tools, but now there's, there's more opportunity to do more. So that's why the question is, what opportunities have come from this pandemic? I, ge- mm. I generally think as human beings, people have found out who they are. Maybe they didn't do that deliberately, but the pandemic came and you had two options, right? So you either like sit down and do nothing and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to wake up late every day. I'm, I'm just going to take each day as it comes, blah, 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 blah. Or you carpe diem, you seize the day and every day is an opportunity for you to do something. It might not be a big thing. It might be like today I'm going to think about, you know, painting a sh- the shed or whatever. And you take the time yeah. to plan it and do all of those things. But there were definitely two camps. You could get a job in, let's say, for example, Scotland. and still live in London. Yeah, that's true. I think that's the, one of the big things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So if, you, if you've got, if you've got the, the, the skill set, like, for example, if you, if you wanted to be a director of a company and that job happened to be in Scotland, you could actually suggest, okay, you know what? I'm happy to work in London. If I need to travel to Scotland two days a week, I'll, I'll do so because you've now got that flexibility. Whereas before they may have said, you know, ideally you have to be placed in Scotland yeah. to do this role. Yeah. So I think that's one opportunity that's come from, from mm. this. And I think the thing is a lot of employers didn't really have the faith for people to be actually working when working remotely. Obviously some jobs are, are based from home anyway, but other jobs that would have otherwise been in the office, it's like they didn't have the facilities, but everyone really got flung into the deep end where, you know, you just have to start working from home or cease trading or, you know, yeah. cease business. So everything was put in place, different software companies, you know, put everything out there that you needed to enable it to work, to go smoothly. So it's just a great opportunity for individuals who, like you say, would have otherwise not been able to go for a certain type of job, just be able to work, work on it. Yeah. Work I, it, so. I also, I also think like social media as well is, is, is a massive thing because people are doing stuff on social media, posting videos, which gains exposure. You know, for example, you might you might have done something in the background, something that that you class as a hobby, whether it's like recording music, playing your guitar, your piano, or TikTok. TikTok, yeah. You thought yourself, you know, why why don't I just put this on TikTok? The opportunity to post on social media or to or to become a a sensation through those types of avenues always existed. I think maybe there are more people who feel like they can take those opportunities up 
because there was no other way of expressing themselves or finding out uh, or sharing um, their work, whatever that work may be, or their opinion. But I don't think social media in, by itself was like a new opportunity. Well, I guess people had the time to, to use that as a platform to, to you know, to, to do good or to showcase themselves, whereas they probably didn't have the time before. You know, people are always on social media just scrolling, scrolling, but they never think, oh, you know what? Let me start posting stuff for myself or, you know, do something for my business or whatever it may be. And I feel that sort of boomed during that the pan- pandemic. I think what I will say is more people, I believe more people started investing in themselves. So that can be anything from like reading and understanding about their history and their culture to be like, I'm going to start up a business. I'm going to research how you do that. I'm going to look into marketing. I'm going to look into investing. I'm figuring out what it is they want to be. Like, where do they want to see themselves in the future? I think more people had the time to invest Mm. in in themselves than thinking, I have to get up and work for somebody else. And I don't know how that serves me in 10 years time. Okay. So, so what have you guys done with your time during lockdown? Um, so uh, I think for me, I just wanted to go back to the original point in terms of opportunities wise. So I think this whole pandemic and, uh, you know, and it's a good point everybody made. I think this whole pandemic has brought the world a lot more closer together than it was before. And just like you said, Mike, in terms of opportunities that are now available, that wasn't available before doors that have been uh, doors that were closed, but are now open. But it's also, been an opportunity for people to sort of get a better work-life balance because the normal nine-to-five isn't for everybody because some people work, because I know for myself, between the hours of like five and ten in the morning, I do a lot of work because that's when I've got the most time. Whereas during the day, I don't really get as much work time. So it's allowed a lot of, um, of the big company to change their strategy in terms of flexible working and allowed people to get a better work-life balance. That's one. And also, this whole lockdown, I think we're speaking of it like it's been a positive for everybody. It hasn't been for everybody. For some people, of course, it's had the opposite, it's had the opposite effect on them. Like being at home all day with the family, all day nonstop, it's not really the same. So while some people have been productive, other people have not been as productive have not been as productive and has had an impact on their mental health. Because imagine if you're the person at home doing lockdown and it's just you in the house. Yeah. It's it's hard, so that's true. It's been yeah, it's been a uh, it's been an interesting one, and I do agree. Yeah. There has been opportunities, but it also has been. I don't know if that's a word. On opportunities, is that the word? <laughs> is that a word? Okay. What that? Is that meant to be the the opposite of opportunities? <laughs> Sorry, no, it's not. <laughs> but um, I understand what what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that point because I'm, I'm hoping if they're, if they're not doing them now, they will be at some time. There'll be a lot of studies that come out that look at young people, especially their mental health during this time, mm, mm. as well as, like yeah. you said, people who are, are very interactive. They're very um, outgoing socially. And then all of a yeah, sudden, extroverts. Put, yeah, extroverts, that's it. And then they've been put in this box that's their home and, and you can't mm. move anywhere. I think it's really interesting yeah. to see what will happen to the to those people. And I, just to add to that, I, I also don't want people to think that it's a negative if you haven't been, I, I don't know if productive is the right word, but if you, if you haven't done anything that 
that other people would see as a, accomplishing something or achieving something because we're all different human beings. An accomplishment for me might not be an accomplishment for someone else. I think everybody works in their own speed and their own pace. And it's important to remember that for some people, just being able to get out of bed in the morning and have a shower and brush your teeth, that was an achievement for them. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I agree. We have to be mindful of that when we're having this conversation as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think obviously in in terms of people being productive, I guess if it's something that you've been talking about for like the last couple of years and you've never actually made any progress with it, but then during lockdown and during this pandemic, you just happen to make progress and do the things that you said you wanted to do. That that is definitely um, a, a case for someone being productive. But like you said, Kay, if someone just woke up in the morning and they were able to just go to work, you know, that in itself is, is a blessing. Dude, there were many days I did not shower. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> wow. There were many days. Ask wow. Lucy. God is my witness. I got out of bed. I went and I sat on my laptop. I did all my editing or whatever. And then I went back to my bed. Like, there were times I didn't Dirty eat. Like, my brain didn't even... Dirty You'll stay single with that comment, <laughs> Kane, man. Come on, man. Before you try to find a man out here, man. Edit that out. Edit that out. Keep it in, Kane, man. She's still got other qualities, guys. Ignore that. But it is true. I think for me personally... I learned that I do a lot of talking and I don't think I back it up with a lot of actions. So I, I wanted to use this time to say, well, I said I was going to practice my sewing. Let's see how far I get. I said I was going to practice my editing on Photoshop. Let's see how far I get. I said I was going to up my video skills. I learned a whole new video editing software. <laughs> I learned how to use After Effects. That's something I, I don't think I ever would have had the time to do. And I think that was, that was the key thing for me. I do a lot of things. I do church things. I do work things. I do basketball. I've always got a hand in a, in a, in a pie, as they say. But yeah. I didn't do things for myself. I felt like I was always doing things because someone asked me and I was capable. So yeah. why not? So I, I used this time and spent time on myself. And I think mm. if many people did that, that's a blessing. That's what COVID has done as a, as a good thing as opposed to a negative. Yeah. Cool, cool. What about you, Kenneth? What have you been well, saying during lockdown? Ah, oh, Lord. <laughs> to be honest, now with me, um, I started off with just, it was more work focused. So it was just uh, the shock, culture shock of starting to work from home, you know, more than often. So it's like, like I mentioned before in the previous episode, I think it was just mostly I'm waking up, like you guys mentioned this morning, like I wake up, I just go straight to the laptop, I'm working, I carry on, I barely take a lunch break. And then it's like, you know, it's late. So that was that was a struggle for me at the beginning. But then when I started to break down my day, it even became like sometimes in the morning after my first morning meeting, I'll go out, I'll go for a jog. Um, I beat my I beat my personal best on five k, my personal best on ten k. You know, yeah, <laughs> I started doing that, and then after that, a lot of you know. Uh, um, handyman stuff around the house, you know, a lot of, you know, home improvements, et cetera, which I, I, I probably wouldn't have had the time to to do or get yeah, the opportunity to get on. Yeah, yeah. I, I did quite a lot. So it's like, to be honest, it's been positive for me in that sense. So I got to do, like everyone's saying, a lot of things that I didn't get to do or wouldn't have had the opportunity or time to do otherwise because Monday to Friday you're at work, then at the weekend, okay, cool, you've got something you've got to do, but then some other things might come up, you know? So it's like, it's been a great opportunity in a sense. And I think I've, I've managed to knuckle down. The only thing that I haven't really had the opportunity to do is, is a lot more reading because um, I was doing a lot of reading on my commute 
to and from work. But now that I don't have that window anymore, it's difficult to fit that in. So that's the only thing I would say would be a negative for me. Can I, I guess that gap has been filled. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was just going to say that gap has been filled with more work, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the issue. No, you know, when you said like you were doing more handyman things and things around the house, did you feel like that was something you wanted to do like off your own back or was it like you felt maybe social pressure to like, no, I I need to, because I know in our WhatsApp group, everyone was putting up pictures of like how they did their gardens and like, and I just kept looking at Lucy like, what am I doing in my life? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking, and Lucy was like, we don't have a garden. I was like, yeah, we yeah. should buy a house so we have a garden. <laughs> like, like, don't no, do you know like what that. it was? With me, it's like, yeah. No, I wanted to do my garden from last year, but I, I didn't really have the opportunity to do it. So it's like, you know, it's, it's hard work because Mike, you, you helped me in my garden last year doing the first bit anyway, the borders. I did, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, obviously all this stuff, building a patio and everything like that. I, I was just thinking, oh, I'm just going to pay someone to do it. But then I thought, you know what? Why pay someone X amount of money when I could research how to do it? So I did my research, looked at it, YouTube. And yeah, <laughs> YouTube is amazing. And it, it was, I was just thinking, you know what, I can do this. Why not, you know, set this as a project? And yeah, it just, it just worked out really well. But it's something I've, I've wanted to do. And I'm always a hands-on person. I feel like if I can do something, why not just attempt it myself? That's the whole purpose of DIY, right? Real talk, real talk. Mm-hmm. Nah, you did a lot, man. You come, you came a long yeah. way, man. Yeah, definitely, you definitely made progress with the house during during this time. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So, but don't worry, Junior. I see your garden. I see you. Yeah, I see you. It's <laughs> <not here. laughs> it's humble, man. Humble, isn't it? Just humble, bright. You know, like, humble, bright. You know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I was now, really impressed with his. I was. I was very I'm, impressed. Yeah. I'm now doing. You know, I'm now growing plants now. You're growing plants now. I see you growing strawberries yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I've got, yeah. I've got strawberries and I've got tomatoes coming along wow. now. So that's really cool. I didn't I know you had green fingers yeah. like that, Junior. I hate you all. <laughs> no, finish, finish. I wanted to start so because I had a week off um, when my daughter was born, and in that, and in that time, I had a week. So I just done. So I've done like the flooring. Yeah, I've done the. Um, I got a, a pressure washer to wash the stones, which took ages because the pressure washer. I had to sort of go on my knees and do it line by yeah. line. To yeah, get it and I put the the astroturf on and painted a whole a garden it's and the shed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I felt like I had carpet on at the end of it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> just do it because it's towards the end. I, I then found out I could have got a machine that had a brush. Yeah, the sprayer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. look, Dory, I did mine by hand as well. But what I did is yeah. like every day on my lunch break, I was doing like one fence panel or two fence panels mm. every day. So it took me like two yeah. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so it, 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 takes, it takes some time. Yeah. And I think in, in terms of like, you know, opportunities of things I've done during lockdown. I think a lot of, for me, you know, and I think it's just what it's, it's what Kate touched on earlier. There's this whole narrative that, you know, if you haven't started a business, if you haven't achieved this during lockdown, you've wasted your time. That, and I completely agree, okay, that's complete garbage. Because for me, this lockdown is giving me, the most important thing it's giving me, is giving me time. It's given me time to spend time with my family that I would never have spent if I was working. Because if I was working, I'd have been away from home five days a week. Mm-hmm. The time I've got to spend with my baby, give my daughter, is the time that I would never ever have spent. So I think that for me is an achievement in itself. And it's also given me an opportunity to sort of sit back and reflect 
about what's about priority, about what's really important. Because even I'm at home, I'm still doing 12 hours a day and it's like, it's not sustainable. You can't do that because all you do is you wake up, you go to your laptop, work all day. Mm-hmm. Same thing again. And and there's no difference between the weekday and the weekend mm-hmm. because you're just doing the same thing every day. And blended. I think, yeah, it's blended. And what I, 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 I like Kenneth, what, what I've started to do is start to break my day up to say in my calendar, I block out an hour a day and I just set a break where I don't have any meetings and I don't want to talk to anybody and I switch off, which is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And I've also started to take up an interest in um, African politics just start oh. reading books just to sort of okay. understand a bit more uh, uh, and that uh, and that's about it and because I'm studying as well I don't have the time for what people are saying start a business start a business because I'm like I don't have the time to mm-hmm. start to go into what sort of business can I, can I go into because mm-hmm. if I start to do that I feel like I'm taking time away from something else mm-hmm. that's more of a priority so I think a lot of it it's very subjective in what you deem as what is productive and what is unproductive. So for me, it's been challenging, but it's, it's taking time to get used to it. And then, and the next challenge is going to be, have to, is going to be, how do you go back into the Mm. office, into that world again and climatize into that world? So is that something uh, you're going to have to do? I think we're going to have to, because of, of the work I do, it depends on the client. If my client goes back into the office full time, then, I'm going to have to slowly, but but I suppose the positive that if everybody getting back into the office, you don't have to be, you can't have 100% capacity because you still have to do the one meter rule. So, yeah. oh, okay. so but from August, from, from what the prime minister said a few days ago, from August, companies can decide, can open the offices now. So there isn't oh, okay. that whole, everybody away from home. It's now... It's at, it's at a company's discretion now. If the company asks you to come back, you have to go back. You can't fire you know, Do you know so, why they did that? I thought it was for the because TFL. Yeah, well, yeah, those two reasons. So basically, without people commuting, transport for mm. London, not just transport for London, obviously Birmingham, Newcastle, all, all of the areas yeah. that have yeah. uh, transportation, they are losing vast amounts of income. And then yeah. on top of that, if you look at the city, nobody lives in the city. You commute in, mm. you buy all your food, you do your shopping or whatever, yeah. then you go home. So all of the businesses there and the black, tag, uh, black cab taxi drivers all of them are losing vast amounts. So if they didn't do that, the economy that he was starting, he was trying to rebuild was never going to work because we don't have people actually going into town centers. Well, no, people were going into their local town centers, but they weren't going to your like Westfields or Harrods and and all of that kind of stuff. So I thought that was a very interesting decision. I understand the decision, but it's still like, you know. hmm. It's okay. With what you're saying, right, if lockdown restrictions easing and everyone returning to work, what does the future hold? And what is your sort of perspective on life after this global pandemic? I, I think there's two ways to see it. One is it depends on what country you live in and, and what your government deems as most important. So for me, my understanding of, the, of, of Boris and, and that government is the economy is, is how England, how our country runs. We are a yeah. service-based economy we don't make things so without providing services or providing the people to provide the services Mm. the economy tanks and it's only gonna hurt us in the future so therefore 
as much as the idea of working from home sounds great and everybody loves it. And I think there'll be a lot of companies who take that on board and maybe say like, you have to do three days in the office and then two days you can work from home, which for a lot of people would be great. There are many service industries that cannot function like that. Because if you own a Pret-a-Manger and your customers are only coming at like a 50% footfall daily, guess what? You can't keep that 10 members of staff that you've got. You cut that down to five. You also can't keep the supplies coming in that you've got. You cut that down to 50%, which is now affecting all of those other people around the country as well. So I, mm. I think for the UK in particular, or maybe just England, because um, Scotland is doing their own thing, it's, it's really important that we have almost like this big economy thinking. What, what was it that David Cameron said? It's yeah. almost like you have to think on, on, on that viewpoint that as an economy as a group of people to survive there are things we're going to have to sacrifice and for some people the freedom that you experience working from home you're going to have to let that go just so your kids kids survive that's essentially what you have to think of and where i am in madrid it's, it's almost like the opposite approach it's about health it's about the economy is important to spain because they rely on tourism but they shut down beaches Mm. Catalonia went, went back into everybody's wearing masks. You don't come out of your house until you need to because the numbers went up. Because yeah. at the end of the day, in a way, they value human life more than they value their economy. Our offices are not going to open even though sports are back because, sorry, we can't keep you safe. So everybody needs to stay in your house. So I don't know what we're going to do when live games happen because I cannot run a live game from here. In the future, I think companies will think about less about um, work-life balance for their employees, but more about their bottom line, because that has now become more important. I think governments, depending on where they are, will think about the people versus the economy. Uh, but as a, as a global thing, I think the pandemic, like Junior said, has brought us together in terms of we know what issues affect us more. We know what yeah. issues we're willing to fight for and the things we're willing to accept and the things we're not. So as a people, I think we're going to see more movements to social justice, more movements to just empowering people that haven't been empowered before, and maybe looking further afield. We know the issues that are happening with America and China, that war that they're on. So maybe mm. we start opening up to Africa, the Caribbean, South America, and, and see what they can offer us in terms of the things we need. And then that builds up their economies which is when Junior tells us he's running for president. Junior, I can see you being a politician, you know. I'm a bit of a dictator, to be honest. So <laughs> I can't do foot. I'm not, I'm not a fan of, um, of like, the four-term <laughs> leaders. For me, to be well, if you're, running, <laughs> if you're running an African country, you might be able to get away with that still. So. Yeah, 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 you could do. Could do, but, you know, yeah. yeah. I think we could go into that whole discussion, but I think I'll probably eat up way too much time <laughs> going into African economy or African politics. No way, you can save that for another show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when, when you host. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Kick, kick some knowledge in it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to, anyway. There's a lot of unknowns, but there's also things that, that needs to be resolved. You know, obviously, with all this going on, taxes are going to go up. We all know that it's happening. But it's also that I think a lot of it is based on 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 the industry you work in. And just like Kay said, industries like the service industry need bodies there. Yeah, you need to have the bodies there. But there's other industries that that I think will change as we know it because a lot of companies now they've realized that people are more productive when they have 
the work-life balance in their hands and they can decide and choose how they work so people are more productive so i think a lot of companies will continue that way like look at fujitsu they've said that they're going to have a working from home policy forever now going forward so so employees don't really have to, you don't have to come into the office if you want to work from home you can do it google have decided that nobody is going to work from the office until next year so a lot of companies are changing to fit that but there's also for me there's also that issue of unemployment unemployment is not easy fix because a lot of companies are you know the thing is now it's that unless companies get to a point of revenue why would they need to employ more heads so unemployment is going to carry on for a longer period of time and you can't get back to quote-unquote normal until that's resolved mm-hmm. and and then and, a, and the next one is that is there will there ever be a normal because everybody's mo- everybody's moving at different everybody's moving at different paces. Yeah. America is where we were three months ago, and it's getting worse because America's picking economy over people's lives, and uh, 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 <laughs> and that's where they finished. But in the UK, I think the UK is going to take some time, but I think we will get there. But it's. But it, it, when it comes to that, I'm, I'm a bit of a pessimist because I still think there's a recession coming because things will not be as they were. And, and you can see the government is putting things in, things in place just to boost the economy, like I know, giving vouchers so people will eat out to yeah, save the economy. Exactly. What, like, what oh, did Rishi call it? To Wednesday. What did yeah, Rishi think, call it? He gave it a name, innit? Eat out something, but which is like I eat think, more to help more or something. Eat more yeah, to help, eat, yeah, something. Eat, like, <laughs> eat out <laughs> to, for me is that for me that that whole naming shows the lack of diversity in that in that room because how can someone say that and not think of what we think of straight away? Eat out. I've been eating that for years, so, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving oh, for my years. days. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> you know, I'm but, here for it. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is that. But I think again, that's a conversation for another time. But I think this new norm is becoming a norm now. A lot of people are starting to think maybe I was eating that a, a bit more, mm-hmm. a, a bit more before. Now I'm eating at home. I'm saving a lot more money, traveling more nutritious. Traveling as much. Yeah, what's yeah, that I mean, mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm saving a lot more money than, than traveling. I'm spending more time with my family. So now people are taking a lot of those things into consideration when they start to apply for jobs now is that what mm. job will offer me that same flexibility that, that I've got used to, which is what I want. So I think a lot of industries will thrive off this new way of working and some industries will completely crumble because it's like gone are the days of that. But I think the industry that I suffer the most is the... Is the renting industry? It's, it's not. It's not really an industry, but I can't forget. I know the entertainment in, industry is suffering. Yes, entertainment, yeah. like theaters, theater, cinemas, yeah, theater, cinemas. cinemas, yeah. Even like a bowling and that type of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I think the, I think they'll come back though. I think the, mm. you know, it might take some time, but they'll come back. The ones that are suffering is that you know people that rent out office spaces. Mm. You know, uh, if, you're, yeah. if your office has a thousand people and you change to a more flexible working, I don't yeah. need that anymore. Yeah, so, true. I, so yeah. I can cut my loss, you know, I can cut the capacity because now I don't need them anymore. So mm. income for those people are not going to come in anymore. So it's just, mm. everything has a, a domino effect, mm. yeah. say, to say say the least. So um, yeah, it'd be an I interesting have, one. But, I have so a question ahead. for you. If everything works out, the, the, works out, I say that like it's a positive, but works out the way we think it does, in like 10, 15 years time, do people then have more money in their pocket? Because if you're eating out less, you're spending more of your income is 
being left in your savings as opposed to being expended. Expended? Yeah, that's what, sure. Does that mean people are richer? No, I don't think so because interest rates will not rise the same way you expect it to because it's like the saying that you get, things will cost more, but you won't get paid more. Because mm. rate of infla- yeah. the rate of inflation will not rise mm. in the, over the next 10 years as it has been, I don't know, in the past because we have to pay back the money we've borrowed. Yeah, mm. that's true. So th- things will cost more. So whereas before, mm. let's say, for example, if your rate of salary was going up by like four grand a year because of inflation, mm. if inflation drops, your salary instead of going, or going up by four grand, will go by two grand a year over the next yeah. 10 years. So, I mean, I didn't yeah. get a pay rise this year and I've been told not to expect one next year. Exactly. And, oh, and, wow. and the same for my company. And the same for my company, you know, pay rise is not happening. Nobody's getting a bonus this year because it's like, no, we can't afford it now. So, uh, it's like, so I've so, got some bad news for you guys. Are you getting your bonus, Kenneth? I'm getting, I'm getting two bonuses this year. Yeah, one that was what? meant to be from March oh. and then the one from this year. And also, <laughs> I'm getting a, a one pay rise backdated till March and another one moving forward as wow. well. You get your pay rise backdated? Wow. Yeah. I know, I didn't expect it. It was for? good news. This is, this is clearly <laughs> a cosmic <laughs> Although, yeah, although everybody has been, you know, has been shut down, like all our other competitors have more or less not even, been, customers are calling us saying your competitors aren't even picking up their phones. So oh, no. we, we're on the verge of, I can't even speak on it, to be honest. Um, and basically the other, the other thing is we're, we're just getting a lot more customers and a lot more business. And because um, most of our customers are, are university students, I think at the beginning there was a bit of uncertainty, but now when, now that it's certain that universities are going to be opening in September, everybody is just you know flooding in, and it's not even our busy period yet. So we're expecting major volumes across the next few months. Yeah. Would you who say you your company's thriving? Who do you work for, Pablo Escobar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is how is how are you thriving? More yeah. customers in a pandemic. to be honest, it could have it could have gone the other way because. Mm. Let's say if, if all universities were going to say they're going to do, you know, remote remote learning this year mm. or for the next couple of years, we'd have had mm. nobody trying to move into, um, you know, the, the student areas, accommodation. Yeah, the student accommodation. Mm. People in the UK and international people, if they can do it from home, well, they need to leave and spend, you know, mm. mad amounts yeah. of money on accommodation. But... but it goes back to what you were saying, Junior. It, just, it all depends on what industry um, yeah. that particular company is in. You know, yeah. obviously my company, we're, we're in the multi, multi-utility service. Yeah. Like we sell energy, broadband, home phone. And those are things that people need on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. Like in April, we, we still got our, our, um, our increase um, in terms of like salary increase. Bonuses are still getting paid out. Like we're, 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 we're in a really, really good position. Like yeah. we're even offering um, home-based um, remote working. Mm. Like we've got vacancies for that. It's like we're trying to create a whole department that's going to be home-based. Mm. Really? Yeah, alongside the people that are currently working in the office and working from home. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. I yeah, definitely think you're right, Junior. I think it's sad to say, but I feel like my industry will shrink. It will be one of the, the industries that gets hard hit. I, I, when I say my industry, I mean creative services around sports. Okay. So mm. because one, live sports is different to, to to how it was before. You don't need those fan shots. You don't need interviews after the game. So all of those people that would have done those things, they're redundant mm. now. And then okay. from from just watching how we were able to create content from being in our homes, yeah. why do we now need a workforce of eight APs if uh, sorry, assistant producers if four APs 
were doing the same job from home. But just like you were saying, I was getting up and starting at, at 8 a.m. and then not finishing till 12 midnight to yeah, make sure that stuff was done. So I, I, I definitely think that the world as we know it, this, this is normal. This, this is what we're calling normal. This is what our lives are going to be like. And those masks, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> so yeah, guys, the mandatory now, isn't it? From from next week, it'll be mandatory for if you go into any shop, it's mandatory to wear, oh, to wear a mask. Oh, when you walk on the street, so is it okay? Week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you walk in the street, it's fine. But it's when you go into shops. Mm. We've had yeah. that since when we were allowed out. You have public transport and shops. You have to wear masks. Yeah, yeah, but which Spain's is, a different place. <laughs> come on, man, Spain, come on. So guys, moving on swiftly. Do you think that there's enough financial education around? No. No. Yes, there is now. You've had the time to to Google that ish. <laughs> to Google, yeah. Google, no, but that's... from a, from a young age. Yeah. Oh, young age. Like you know when we is used it... to do? Yeah. P, is it PSE Personal Social Education? Ooh, I'm not too PHSE. sure. Oh yeah, yeah. PHSE. There we go. PHSE. Wow. <laughs> Why wasn't there an FE class in there Sorry, as well? I beg to differ because in my okay. school. And in yep. my borough, oh, financial borough. education was yep. part of PHSE. So we had somebody come in from a bank and taught us what savings were, what interest was. It doesn't mean I took it all in and I listened. Yeah. But I know that those classes were available to me. And even before lockdown, you had banks like Barclays, NatWest coming in and going into primary schools and secondary schools, educating young people about what it means to save, what it means to have wages and what it means to budget. So there has so, been a massive change from when we were at school so what yeah. has been happening recently in terms of education around finance? That's positive because all I had with my parents saying, you have to save. You have <laughs> yes. to save. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even say why. You just have to save. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just mad. And I think the only, the only time when the bank came to our school was HSBC. Oh, nice. Was to get everyone to open the camera. So <laughs> it's because the, yeah, yeah, they gave me the little piggy bank, they give the little bank cards. I didn't even tell my mom when I did it, and then the card came in the post and I got beats for opening, oh. opening the bank. <laughs> like it's just mad. It's just mad. But they didn't do it for the benefit of the children, they did it for their own benefit. That's true. Yeah. So it's like we never had anyone telling us about credit and you know how to build your credit, how important a credit score is. Yeah. We just had, you know, <laughs> nothing. Just I I don't I don't know what just we were expecting. Thrown into the deep end. Just thrown into the deep end. You know, yeah. I think the time I learned about it was probably at university and mm-hmm. you know, starting off university. I went to university. I started university when I was really young, when I was eighteen. It's like, I was, yeah, yeah. So I was going into it. That's a normal age, keeping, like you said. Trying to make it out like you went at a young age. Trying to make it out like some child genius. Okay, so, so, so my, 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 because my birthday's in August, I was always one of the youngest. So I was 17 when I was doing the whole application process and everything like that. I was literally fresh out of college. So it's like. I mean, we were all fresh out of college, fam. Okay, fair enough, whatever. So I was a young boy. My first time, like, my first time learning independent living was at university, which is, to be honest, the case for most young people, most youths nowadays. Now, when I went, (laughs) it was kind of a culture shock. So coming from, like, a a strict parent household to just going out, staying out as long as you want, 
not having to worry. Don't buy a PlayStation is what my dad said when I moved into my digs. What's the first thing I did after he, he left? Bought a, PlayStation. bought a PlayStation. You know, so it was like, <laughs> it was just so mad. So I was kind of out of control. I didn't consider anything like credit, you know, how important credit was. I was just buying things, spending things. When the banks gave you student overdraft, <laughs> it was like and a payday for me. Yeah, we used to phone each other and say, guys, guys, student loan has come, student loan has dropped, not considering. <laughs> now I check my balance on how much I owe on the student loan. I think it's 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 like 16K now. I, I don't even look anymore. I, I've, I've, I've never looked and I don't want yeah. to know. Because <laughs> me, write, I'd just be they angry. Write, they write that stuff off after 25 years and we went to uni, what, 12 years ago? So we've got a few years left. We're, we're doing we're probably it. A, I think with us, we're probably yeah. going to end up paying it off. But You think you're going to pay it off? <laughs> well, you were, yeah, exactly. See, about, I'm gonna but with it. the ones, with nowadays, with the type two, is it type two student loan where it's, it's yeah, 1K yeah. a year? Okay's student loan debt is like yeah. like thirty something already. Like yeah, and like what year is she? She's not in her final year, is she? No, she's in the second year. This is what I'm saying. Wow. And uh, <laughs> so it's mad. So it's mad. So she's gonna come out with like fifty k worth of debt. I don't even look at my. I, I treat it like tax. I know yeah. it's coming out. So <laughs> it's true. It's coming. It's I something you don't think about. Day. That was nice. Yeah. So when I used to look at um, some of my colleagues' payslips, you know, and I was seeing that I'm earning more than them, but they're earning the same amount of me if we did that student loan. I started to think, you know, this takes the piss. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's frustrating in that sense. But yeah, one day, one day. Is it illegal not to pay your student loan? Yes. No, No, it's not. You can't go to jail for not paying it. It's a loan. It's a debt. yeah, it's but a debt. can you go to jail well, for a debt? No, you can't. Well, yeah. Well, tax, tax, yes. Tax, yeah, but, but it's if, they, tax. If, they're, if they're chasing their money and then they decide they want to take you to court because you haven't been paying. Yeah, but yeah. even if they take you to court, they can bankrupt you. They can't I, don't, I, th- I think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think student loan you can. I think if you're not paying it, you know, if you're off the radar like Kay is, then, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Don't be like, oh. hmm, this person hasn't earned a lot, any money for ages. Like, what's going on? <laughs> We Do can't take what? our money from her. It's right, crazy you... Lucy pays, like, she actually sends money. She told them she was moving to Spain. I told her, girl, you yeah. ain't got to do that. She was like, no, yeah. no, it's illegal. Okay, cool. <laughs> and and every month, they ask her for the money. And even now, we're on Erte. We are on, like, 40% of our salary. She's still making them payments. Fam? Ah, hell no. She needs to allow it, man. Don't to, to, to give the money to us. To the we'll pay it for her. We'll pay it for her. I'm trying to get a garden <laughs> so I can grow food. <laughs> you know you don't need a garden, right? All you need is like a plant pot. A massive plant pot. All right. Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm, you thought about it, yeah. <laughs> I just want a garden so I can send pictures like you guys. Just get one of those. What's that, that thing that you put outside your window? And we don't have window like a... sills, though. There's no window. No, nah, it's all like, it's like, yeah. It's flat. Get one you can hook on. You can't get one you can hook on? Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I can look for that. You guys know what to get me for Christmas then, innit? What, plant pot, yeah? Plant pot. (laughs) Plant pot and strawberry seeds. You can even grow grow other things. So wait. (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's how I know you're a drug dealer. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Allegedly, allegedly. Just so the police don't come (laughs) Allegedly. So would you not say you you lot are financially savvy? I'd like to think I am, but my bank statements beg to differ. 
this year for the first time in like, I don't know, six, seven years, my credit was excellent. Jay, you cleared that CCJ, yeah? Yeah, it went away. <laughs> That's the only thing holding me back. But do you know what I, do you know what I found out? No, do you know what's, what's funny? Because I actually satisfied that a long time ago. But okay. I wasn't experienced. And my experience, experience credit card would, wouldn't move. It didn't move for the last three to four years. Mm. And then I looked at it in detail because I was paying for it. It wasn't really helping me. Then I just got the free version. And I was thinking, this never moves. It never changes. I'm looking at some of the other ones and they're, they're fluctuating. You know, they're changing slightly. Like, like Credit Karma. Um, yeah, like Credit Karma. That one really should really. And then I went on my experience. I paid for the full, full version because I thought this is something I got to get to the bottom of. So I looked at it and it didn't have my, my house. It didn't have my homeowner status. It didn't have um, my credit card status. It didn't have um, my, my vote registration. Um, what do you call it? My voter's role, whatever you call it. Um, my electoral, electoral role, electoral, role electoral, registration yeah. details on there. And I was thinking, hold on, this is really wrong. And it, hadn't ha- it didn't have it on there for the last two to three years. So I, I sent them a message, an angry <laughs> message saying, you know, I use all these services. They've got all my information correct. How can you not have my information correct? Because I've been checking my credit score for the last, you know, few years and nothing has changed. Surely there's something wrong with that. So they didn't reply to me. Um, two days later, I saw the information start updating and I saw the score start going up and they still didn't reply to me. And I sent another message to him again. And then it went up even more. And then I, I saw the things like my address, everything start, start updating and start populating. And then I think within the space of a week, it shot up. And I was like, so all this time, I've been, let's say, being refused credit in some cases, not to any fault of my own because they didn't have the information correct. Now, they responded to me once it was all rectified and said, oh, we don't see any issues on there. We seem to have everything wow. ready. So the rate, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. And I was thinking that this, this was going against me. But it's, it's just scary how a number... Mm, one number determines you know how you you, how you what what kind of credit you can get of course you know i did anyway i got a new car Um, oh my god i got another credit card um, because i can can. do you know you know my money when i can spend their money you know but you know what i have to pay it back no i'm gonna say i have to pay it back but yeah (laughs) when it comes to good credit obviously For a lot of people, like the, the the most important thing is trying to get on like the property ladder and stuff like that. That's it, yeah. So having good credit, that's that's really what everyone's trying to trying to like yeah. achieve. Exactly. So I get it. You know, it's good I've that you're able to buy the car. I've never yeah. cared yeah. about but, it. But I know, but you know I know for a fact that mm-hmm. if you if you if you get a car, like you don't necessarily need good credit because you can get the yeah, car. Yeah, you don't. You can you, but the interest rate is what matters, what you're gonna yeah. be paying back. That's yeah. the issue. So I got a really good interest rate. So it's like it, it's more or less an expense it's an expense that I can afford. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah. The same thing with my mortgage as well. It was a situation where when we first got it, it was I'm not even gonna say what the rate was. And <laughs> we 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 only took a two year deal, um a two year fixed rate, and now we got the new Terrible. rate when we renewed it yeah very well now we got um a new rate and a new rate is fantastic so we're actually paying less than what we were paying before so we did it at another two years again because you don't want it we we obviously want to pay off more of the house we don't want to keep it at a low rate for too long but it's just we're not paying more interest than we have to which is great yeah. Although I understand the importance of credit, like I feel like I've, I've been given the, the educational understanding of it. I never yeah. wanted to, to be involved in it. I, I just remember like watching how my parents did everything yeah. and thinking That's I it. would rather save the money and buy a car. Yeah. 
That's it. That was my thoughts always. And so the idea when you said something like, why spend my money when I can Mm -hmm. spend their money? Mm -hmm. In my head, I'm like, but I'm still spending my money because I have to pay their money back with my money as interest. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. But most of the time, you don't pay the whole thing when it comes to cards anyway. What do you mean? Like if you're if you're doing finance, half the time you trade it in like after like a couple of years and you don't pay oh, off no, the no. full amount. Whereas no, if you pay this, it in cash, yeah. Yeah. you're putting your whole 18k or 15k, mm. whatever it is, towards yeah. the car. And that money's gone. So although you, you are paying the money back each mm. month, it doesn't it doesn't hit it hit home as much as yeah. if you were to give the money to the yeah. to the car dealership. You know, do you know yeah. what I mean? But surely every time because you're just taking a car, right? If you think about the car, you think about credit cards, you think about mortgages, you think about all these things that credits do. If you're yeah. paying back those those uh, minimum payments plus your ten percent, whatever that is, that lump sum is a massive mm-hmm. amount that's coming out of your paycheck every month. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how my brain thinks of it. My brain sees it as yeah, no, no, it's an expense that I don't. I didn't have to have. I didn't. I didn't need it. But now, yeah, yeah. because I want all of these things, but then, I'm adding more instead of being able to save. Yeah, them. no, no, absolutely. But then it's it's just having the peace of mind and, and just you know the the ability to just have your money there when you need it to spend on other things. It's like okay, yeah, absolutely. You could buy the car cash, which is what I always used to believe in. This was my thing that I'd rather save, get the money, and pay it off in full. But then when you want to make like a larger purchase, it's a lot of money to give up. You know. At once in certain things. You need some money to fall back on. Exactly. You do need some money to fall back on. So it's always better to have the money in your bank account. And it's like, if it's an expense that it it doesn't, I don't know, let's say if you've got a thousand pounds spare a month, you know, and 500 pounds of that is going towards, you know, whatever bills, et cetera. And then you still got 500 pounds in cash. This is after you've taken obviously all your savings and everything like that. So it's like, you don't need to have that money there. As long as you've got your money going in your savings, your money going in bills, and you still have money there to play with, why give up, you know, such a large something and you're thinking, oh, this month I've got to be careful for the next few months. Mm. And which brings me on to another point, which came back to me was that my parents always told me, don't, don't get a credit card. Like yeah. worst thing you can do is, is get a credit card. But okay, it just showed because it doesn't make sense now because the only way to get credit is to, have credit and if you don't have credit you can't build your credit so the first credit card i got i think it was with capital one they offered me 400 pounds and that 400 pounds i think I'd, i never spent all of it but it was a case where i would use it for it was a petrol card basically it was in my car i'd use it to fill up my time pay back in full every month and that helps me build my credit and i saw my credit building 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 i asked them for more money and they said no but still so i was slowly slowly building up my credit so when my um credit went up that's when I managed to apply for, I think it was Barclay card, which was the next step, you know? Mm-hmm. So I told that they offered me more. That showed me that my credit was increasing and it was getting better. So they trusted me more. It's all about building up your trust at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to consider when all these, why do they have like black cards? Why do they have, you know, um, American platinum cards? Why do they have, you know, high end cards? Why do people who have a lot of money, why do they really buy things outright? Why did they always finance it or buy it with credit? Because when I was looking at the options, when my bank sent me offers of different type of cards I could have, there were cards there that, okay, you pay like a 30 pounds a month fee or something something like that, you know. But with the card, you can take out money if you want for free of charge. There's no interest on that. You can use the card abroad. You can use it in any country. And basically, it's one of those cards where you use that card instead of your salary. So every month, you're going to pay it back. However, it's like, you, yeah, no, exactly. That's the type of card it is. So it's like, you could tell the type of people that use that card are people who don't really have money worries because they're always going to pay it back 
in full each month, so to speak. However, they, they're using that card because they're using that card and always paying it back is just boosting their credit. So it's basically giving them <laughs> it's basically putting them in a situation where their credits, you know. Can I fantastic. can I ask a question about your your credit? Yeah. Not in a bad yeah. way, but no, no, of course. For me, I've never needed a credit card to get good credit. I've always had yeah. good credit. I had a mobile phone in my name yeah. when I was like six. That helps, yeah. And it's then because, after that, yeah. when you went to uni, you got yeah. like you started paying bills and and stuff like that, yeah, and then. Obviously, I had my own house, so I had like yeah. gas, electric. I've never needed a credit card, so why, why couldn't you do it that way? Why did you have to get the credit card? It depends where you're buying. Exactly, because oh, you know, okay. if you're taking out, and I can only speak from my experience, if you have a phone contract, it it just proves that you can pay something, yeah. you know, on a monthly basis. But if you're buying a big purchase, then it's a yeah. bigger history. You know, if you're going to buy a house that's like four hundred k. Mm. Then it's a big issue to show that you've taken out this loan and you, mm. and you, and you know how to pay it back and your salary and you're paying it back, but you're not always in overdraft every single month. Mm-hmm. A phone bill because a phone bill might help you if you're getting a car finance. But if you're getting a house, they need a bigger history of of where you've taken out a large amount where you've got a credit card with like a three thousand pound limit, but you're paying off on a consistent basis. So. It, 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 I think it, that depends, you know, because when I was trying to buy my house here, uh, sorry, in London, they never asked me for, I didn't have a credit card, but I was approved for the loan. But in Spain, they're saying I have to have a credit card. And I understand that because I don't have a credit history here. There's, hey, yeah. Like, there's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah of course. So, okay, yeah. In the UK, were you on the voters list, the yes. electoral roll? That yeah. helps as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's know, a massive, massive factor. I've been yeah. on that list since I was 18. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. there you go. That that that's that's massive. Me, my you guys weren't on the off. list. I was no, on it, but I kept getting taken off. My dad kept taking me yeah, off. I, 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 was, I, got, <laughs> I got taken off when I went he'll to you. Then I would register. Then he would take me off. Then I would register. So it was like a back and forth thing. Yeah. I got, I got my... taken off. Yeah. Because when when I went to uni, obviously, if you're on the electoral roll, mm-hmm. the council know that there's people living in that in that house. Yeah. So you yeah. have to pay council tax for that person. Exactly. Yeah. So obviously, my mom took me off because she didn't want to pay council tax for me. Yeah, but then you register at uni. That's what I did. I registered. Yeah, I, I didn't register because yeah. I didn't oh, know. I didn't know the importance. Yeah. This is this is this is what the Education is about. I learned that at school. See, there you go. (laughs) See, I didn't get to learn that. (laughs) Also, guys, there's such a thing. There's there's a thing. There's such a thing called um open banking. So with open banking, they can literally look into your bank account and see what your you know your finances are like. Not to say it gives them exact details, but it shows if this person's always in overdraft. Yeah, this person's always got like a such a balance. So that's also always also used in the UK as well. I don't know if it's an international thing, but maybe that's also what was considered in your case, Kate, whereas okay. in Spain, maybe they don't have that kind of, you know, facility yeah. to look into your bank accounts because obviously it's not a Spanish bank account. <laughs> Unless you're in Santander because that's a Spanish bank, right? I have a Spanish account and a, uh, and a Euro account, but the, yeah. the, their whole thing is, it doesn't matter. The, the economy is so bad here that like buying a house, people don't do it. Everybody rents here. Nobody right. buys a house because their salaries just would never cover it. Whereas when you think mm. about it, a, a three-bedroom house, the, the mortgage is four seven five. That's the same rent that I'm paying on a one-bedroom yeah. flat. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. What? But then <laughs> I suppose that's why a lot of people from the UK also buy houses in Spain and rent it out. That's true. So, mm. Yeah. I guess it's probably easy to get a credit card as well in Spain to sort of like show that 
you know, I've, you I've never done it before, so best mm. believe I'm going to be calling all of you after this call. <laughs> but yeah, they, I'm, I'm sure they, they wait. So, wait, what's this for again? This is for the house, yeah. When, so, I need to build up my credit rating before yeah. I can get a mortgage, yeah, yeah, because it's probably easy for you to for them to just give you a credit card mm. that you can show that okay, I can pay this credit card, yeah. and you've got a bit of history. Because obviously you're not a Spanish national, so yeah. exactly. there's no other way for you to show them. You can't, you can't be on an electoral roll. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I, and, and the other thing with credit, card, credit cards that I learned probably years ago is the importance of changing your credit cards every, yeah, every few years. And the reason I say is that is if you have a credit card and you've got money that you're spending on, the easiest thing to do is to, is to do a balance transfer yeah. What is that? So, uh, so it's okay. basically it's, it's when you transfer the debts from one card to another card, and, you, and your monthly payment reduces. So you've got like two thousand on one credit card, and you're paying three hundred pound a month. You can do a credit transfer that cuts your payment to hundred pound a month, and you pay off your credit card in two years. Yeah. It's always who no pays the first credit card? Uh, I know interest. So, it's you, so, 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 so you're transferring that. the debt from that credit card yeah. to the from, new credit card. Credit card. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's say, for example, now, yeah. so you've got, um, let's say, uh, HSBC, HSBC credit card, and you've got a debt of like four grand in it, and you're paying 300 pounds a month, and, and 200 of that, and 200 pounds of that is interest. That's going to take you years to pay off. But what you can yeah. do is you can do a 0% balance transfer to another card where they don't charge you to transfer the debt mm-hmm. to another card and your payment is is it might be like 200 pound yeah. a month mm-hmm. but it gives you two years to pay off the credit card yeah what you do is is and on that card you can have a, a the card can also give you a year's free on, mm-hmm. on purchases so any purchase yeah. you, you make within that year you don't pay interest so what people do is when you get to about 18 months you switch to another yeah. credit card and you pay exactly the they get it free again is yeah. that not illegal no, no, it's, no, it's, 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 it's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's how like you they do. send you these offers. That's yeah, what's yeah. how you manage it. The only yeah. thing you pay for is the exactly. handling fee. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which is nothing. Yeah. Because, yeah, because that's what I've done for years mm. to, to now. All I have is um, it's one Amex credit card, which is the card um, mm-hmm. that Kenneth was, was doing is that you only buy what you can mm-hmm. sell. So for me, it's exactly. work. So and I wouldn't spend that a grand if I know I can't pay back within yeah. 30 days. So exactly. I, use, oh. I buy what I can spend. So that way I can increase mm-hmm. my credit because it's yeah. Amex. So, yeah. But if I've I buy that about two charge card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, my bank, they, they offered me, they gave me, like, I'm not going to use, they gave me 28 months interest yeah. free. So yeah, it's like, so for example, this new Mac, I've got a new Mac. This, that's what I used to buy. So basically, yeah. I think I went on Apple and they said you can, I think it's like £56 a month for like two years. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's interest. Wait, that's interest-free actually. Wait, interest-free? No, no. Well, yeah. I don't know. There was some interest on it. Yeah. But then I thought, you know, why don't I just, because that's a set price. But then if you buy it in full, I bought it in full with my card. It's basically the same as having that. And then I can yeah. choose how much I'm paying back each month. Yeah. You know, so it, that's exactly it's, how I did so, it. Yeah. So you guys advocate for credit cards? <laughs> I think I'm just asking, I'm I, would, I would for me I, I would I would I would advocate it on a basis that you know why you're use you know what you're exactly. using it for yeah. because yeah. what you don't want is you take a credit card and you just and you're just buying clothes and shopping because why you see yeah. like, that's one thing I don't now, is that yeah I um I use it to buy fuel so I buy fuel and shopping that's like, it. things that yeah. I know I can pay back easily yeah. so yeah. every payday I pay it back but you also if you're not yeah. credit card, you also have to know the dates your statements have been generated exactly so yeah. you spend after the statement has been generated not yeah. before 
So it's yeah. all about knowing, it's knowing, it. it's knowing how when a statement is made and when you spend your money. It's just being very smart about, it, isn't it? You gotta be quite disciplined when it comes to. Yeah. You have to be, yeah. yeah. Like, like you're saying, Junior, you you got your to buy fuel and like yeah. You have to have it in your head what you're gonna use your credit card for. Yeah. If something comes out where you gotta pay for like a holiday, don't yeah. don't do it unless yeah. you've got the money. Yeah. Or unless you're getting the money in like two days time and yeah. you just pay it off. Yeah. You have to be or, very disciplined. Or if you have an interest or if you have an interest rate credit card like Kenneth where you know I've got interest rate for two years and then yeah. you got paid for this one thousand pounds. Yeah. I can pay it off within two years. Within two years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Or, or, and if the two years is coming up and you can't pay it off, then you yeah. get a balance transfer into another card exactly. and you get another two years. So it's all about mm-hmm. It's funny, the other like, thing as well. I started off like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I started paying for like hotels and stuff. You know, hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay on the day. On the and day, yeah, like, exactly. Because that's when you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then I'd get interest if the following month. Yeah. yeah, see, that's annoying. But the other thing as well to consider is, um, just because you get a new one, you shouldn't close the old one. Because what I I found out is that. Um, is the amount of credit available to you is taken into account. So let's say, for example, you've got two, you've got one credit card is worth one thousand, sorry, five hundred pounds. For example, yeah. um, you get a new credit card. Obviously, your your thing is thinking, oh, I've got no balance on that one. Let me just close the one that's five hundred pounds. I've now got one that's worth a thousand pounds. However, what you should do is you should keep the one that's £500, not spend it, obviously cut the card up, just keep the account open because now that you've got £1,000 and £500, the total amount of credit available to you is in fact 1500 and you're not using, and then it adds up to the percentage. So even though you're using half of the £1,000 one, your available credit is actually 1500 So you're actually only using 30% of your credit. Do you see where I'm going? So you're actually using thirty percent of the credit available to you, rather but than fifty percent of the credit available to you. Do you still have to pay to the monthly fee on the five hundred? No, because it's if you're not there. using a card. You're not using it. Using a card, yeah. uh, you don't the fee is only for the balance transfer. Yeah. Interesting. So if you're transferring two thousand to another credit card, yeah. there's usually like a two percent or one percent. Unless you've got a high end credit card where you where it comes with a monthly fee. Guys, mm, this yeah. has been. I'm learning a lot. We, See, why don't we they don't teach you this in school. Yeah, they don't teach you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got to go to eat yeah. education. Yeah, and the thing is, when I um with Credit Karma, it shows you know what percentage of my co- total credit that I'm using, and it says it gives you an example that if you want to spend, if you want to spend this, then try increasing your balance, your your available credit to this amount. So then your own, I think a good percentage is tw- within twenty percent. That's always good. Mm. to stay within 20 but when you go above 20% and if you're using over 90% of your complete available credit that's bad that's so that have yeah, a negative effect yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. So, it's got yeah it's got to be within that 20 you can't 20%. if your credit limit is is that you can't use anything yeah. above 20% I mean yeah. you can't use anything above 80% of it it's got, yeah. it's got to be within and you got to show that you're paying it back every month exactly. you're not just paying yeah. interest though you're paying interest paying, yeah. plus more on top Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Because some people, what some people do is like they pay the minimum amount. So let's say if it's one thousand pound, they say, "Oh, you only paid thirty pounds a month." Why would you do that when you yeah, can't yeah, pay? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's dumb. You're going to be spending years, for ten years for ten yeah. after ten years of payment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you, you know what? Interest. I think something came out recently where they they put out a law that credit companies can't, you know, their minimum rate has to go towards the payment and not just towards the interest. If they so reduce the term. It's that lo- it's them loan companies. Yeah, um, okay. I've got what they're called. Like payday loans. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, oh. because I, I know there's a lot because the payday loans are scamming people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. paying money per month, but yeah. you're only paying interest. Oh, so you're you never pay paying back the original loan. You're never paying the money, and and you're paying interest, but 
because you're not paying back the money, the money you owe is going up every single time. So, exactly. So the interest oh. increasing. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. scam. So they put stuff in place for that. So it's actually mad. And the interest rates are now like 400 percent How is that like even legal crazy. that you're allowed to charge? Exactly. That? Mad. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But you know, funny because I took out a payday loan um years ago. Yeah, that was the cause of my CCJ previously. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> it's all coming out now. Tell the truth but, um, the devil. Yeah, that's Own it. Your yeah. truth. Exactly. But you know, um I recently had a, a thing last last year, I think it was, saying that, oh, okay, because you got you, you got this um we're we're doing a court case. It came from Cura, which was um now taken over by KPMG. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we're doing an investigation on what was going on due to new legal sanctions, etc. Um, your case is being considered that I, this is this is not with me contacting them. It was just one day I checked my old email account that I never go on and I saw that email and I thought, okay, cool. Update my email address is my new one. And they said, okay, cool. Your due compensation, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Said your due compensation. And then w- when they did the compensation, comp- sorry, compensation calculation, I think it was like 2000 something. Yeah, exactly. And then... Um, it, it came so I thought, oh, cool, yeah, I'm going to get like two and a half grand, yeah. What about their fees, <laughs> No, not even, I think, because it was by the company themselves, because it was a government issue. Oh, okay. Now it was, um, but then, because the company had been liquidated and the shares had all gone down, it said you get, for every £100, you get um, 0.5, or was it 5%, I don't know. So, yeah, I ended up getting, yeah, it was something like £130. <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. That's really, that's really yeah, so it was. <laughs> it was that's a nice. Part. Listen, take that hundred and thirty. Go buy yeah. those Vichy vouchers and have a meal <laughs> exactly. on meal on the gun. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> exactly. guys. I got a question. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys know what's happening Saturday, first of August, twenty twenty? Everybody's going back to work. Offices are opening up again. That's all I know. Not in Hill Carnival is not happening. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> so basically, it's Black Pound Day. What is oh, that? Didn't, didn't we have yeah. Black Pound Day already? We did. That was 27th of June. Now, oh. there's going to there's gonna be further days um, throughout the year. So okay. the next one is Saturday, 1st of August. And then you've got Saturday, 5th of September. Saturday, 3rd of October. Saturday, oh, wow. 7th of November. And the last wow. one, 5th of December. Okay. So the idea is that you spend money in black-owned businesses. Yeah, That's correct. Yeah. And is there a list of where these businesses are available online? Um, you could probably find it. It's, it's basically it's on the website. If you go oh, on Black website. Pound, yeah, if you go on Black Pound on on the website, it's on there. Yeah. And the, there's some Instagram accounts that have a list of black businesses. Do you know? Do you know Swiss from So Solid? It's his yeah, initiative. I love him. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah. So if you go on his page, he's got a lot of information on it. And as Junior was saying, I think there's a website. Mm. That's really cool. It's about yeah. That. But did you, did you did you like support the initiative on the 27th of June? Yeah, yeah, and even what's the other yeah. one we did when it was don't spend a, don't spend a, um, any money what? on that day. I think my dad showed, it, he said don't oh, spend any money. Uh, Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday, yeah. So it was like yeah, you don't spend hey, any Blackout money. Blackout Tuesday was day. don't spend money. No, no, not Blackout. It was called something else, but it was um, yeah. You basically on that day you, you don't spend any money at all. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was Blackout Tuesday. What? I thought that was just blackouts was just for the social media thing. Like yeah, you yeah, that money. was that's what I, yeah. But it was something new. But yeah, I, I didn't spend any money on that day, so I saved a few bucks. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yes, I do believe in supporting black businesses. Yes, I 100%. Yeah. My issue with that is like... Oh, uh, we go. I'll, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, 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 Why does it have to be negative? Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> if we're going to support them, what 
are they doing to make sure the level of service they're offering is to the standard that we're accustomed to? That's all I'm asking. Good question. That's a very, very, very good, good question. question. But you say it as if you don't expect that, okay, well, you've been to a Yardie shop and she's like, what do you want? No, so no, no. <laughs> everyone, everyone always makes the joke about the Yardie shop. I don't think it's just yeah. the Yardie shop because to me, obviously I grew up in houses, so I was around a lot of Asian shops where Asian people spend their money in Asian shops. Even in the Asian shop, you go there to buy okra and the guy is cussing you out. Why? Then I'll go and buy my okra somewhere else. And then in a Caribbean shop where I pre-ordered, we had a dinner, I pre-ordered the dinner and everything. We arrived, we sit down, they're telling me we don't have this, we don't have this, we don't have this. But it was pre-ordered three weeks ago. So you knew we were coming, you knew. So it's things like that where I'm like, I'm happy to give you my money, but then the the level of service that somewhere somewhere like um, Nando's is going to give me or whatever, your restaurant, I'm not asking for exact same thing, but if you say it's on the menu, then let it be on the menu. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, no, I mean, no, that's, the that's difference with that, obviously, Nando is a franchise. So they've, mm. they've got standards that they need yeah, to so follow. There, there, are, there are mom and dad uh, outfits of restaurants where mm. like, they're not Afro-Caribbean or, mm. or a, even Indian restaurants. If you walk into an Indian restaurant, how many times are they going to tell you, sorry, we've run out of Bombay Alu? I don't know what Bombay Alu is. Know, but, yeah. <laughs> but do, do you understand my point? I think, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I and it. also, like, I love 805, I love Inish and all those restaurants there, but it takes too long for the food to come out. Sometimes, sometimes the, uh, the waiters or the people are rude. And then mm. also, if you try to query them, it's like, why are you asking me questions? It's like, <laughs> yeah. but your job is, I'm the customer. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. So I think I'm happy to do the whole thing, but if we can just ensure that we're, we're receiving the, the same... Yeah, stuff. As long as there's like, you know, you know, like there's, there's food safety certificate, level one, level two, level three, there should be potentially one for, you know, restaurants, customer services, the service level that's expected before you can even open a restaurant. And even when you hire and train your staff, they should be able to meet that level before they can, you know, go out there and serve people. I mean, with a lot of these people, it's just, oh, maybe son's got a lot of money. Mum, you cook well, let's open a shop for you so obviously she's mm. got no experience or no training on, on, on what to do so that, that's the reason why some of this happens I don't think it's, it's their fault or if it's intentional I think it's just come down to personality and just getting the right kind of staff I think mean, going back to the the Black Pound Day thing like I love the awareness and what it's about you know the whole idea of it because it's it's showcasing that you know that there is black businesses that need our support or you know not necessarily need our support but probably need the exposure just so that they can sort of thrive in what they're doing Um, the only thing that I kind of don't agree with is the fact that it's one day and like yeah that that one day but that's why they're doing more days right of course which is good so for example I saw people posting on Instagram it's like they would buy something I don't know like Mm -hmm. uh, let me think of something I don't know let's just say like a cloth yeah I'm just thinking okay that's great. You bought the cloth off a black business to support mm. the business, but did you need the cloth? <laughs> yeah, this is true. You know what I mean? This is true. Like, I want to spend in black businesses because I need to buy that particular product. So okay, you're, you're selling, there. yeah, if you're guys, selling a carpet uh, and I need a carpet, well, I, I know I, we're running out of time, guys. But yeah. I had one thing where I was looking at so many things which I, I thought cut me off. But, but, sorry, 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 so many things. I know because we're running out of time. But I know there's stuff like Supermall. I always thought was black owned, but it's not. It's stuff not. like Ray and Nephew, it's not. Um, Magnum, obviously. Wait, Ray and Nephew? They're not Jamaican. Yeah. No, but the name. Well, it's made in Jamaica. The name is Jamaican. But, but the company's not. It's a white it's not, guy. The owner's white. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I no. swear to you. I did yeah. not know. Marketing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Marketing. He went yeah. to Harvard. 
Exactly. I exactly. never knew. I and never knew. even that, even a lot of the hair products, even a lot of the yeah. hair products. Owned yeah. by white or Asian Owned by white or Asian people, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's if you really look, there's a list. I have the list. Yeah. I can't find the list, but there's so many products that, you know, I think, I think even stuff like Milo as well. <laughs> Milo? Yeah. 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 Isn't that for me? Even like Indomie. Indomie is yeah. Malaysian. Yeah. If you go to Malaysia, if you go to Malaysia, there's Milo and Indomie everywhere mm-hmm. so it's not it's not an african wow. thing if anything it just shows how interconnected we are as a, as a world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that so <laughs> allegedly <laughs> it's just there's, there's such a big list i can't find the list but when i do have this you, you guys will be shocked you guys will be shocked yeah. no i i do agree to that that we need to do more and you know and, and to michael's point about you know are we buying it because we need it or are we buying mm-hmm. it because um because we have to but i think I think it's a bit of both, really, because you know, even if I don't need it, if I'm buying something and I'm and I'm supporting a black business, I think it's I think it's good because at least I'm raising awareness. I'm giving them a w- awareness that they will never have had, regardless. So I think we need to do a bit of both, but we also have to be honest about black businesses that that are that don't have good service. I'm not able to call it out to be like just because you're. I'm not buy, I'm not going to buy from you just because you're a black business. Yours have to be as a business. You have that to be level to your customer service. Yeah, levels. you gotta be levels. I can't just buy from you because you're black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another thing as well, um, just going by what you're saying, Junior. A lot, a lot of black um, people, they they don't have like um, I don't say normal shops, but like standard shops where people yeah, g- generally get their their everyday items. You know, mm. like a, you won't you won't go to like a cost cutter. Yeah, you won't go to a cost cutter that's owned by a black person. It's always the Indians. And that's I always they save their money. Yeah, but I always think to myself, I know it's not easy opening up a business, but you why get is a business loan from the bank? Why is it that the <laughs> Indians always seem to just be able to just open up a shop like it's nothing? This is what they're no, taught, it's that's not, why. It's not, it's not just that. Understand, like my friends, I grew up with Asians. It's not just that. It's it's ingrained in them that as a community, this is something we need. So as a community, we're going to all pull our money together and get you something. Then you take the money from that and you get the next person something. Then you take the money from that. In our community, name somebody you know that is not in this friendship group, that if you ask them for 10 grand and they had the money to help you set up a business, they would give you the money. I have a conspiracy about that, but this is just my, this is my, this is just my conspiracy. So bear with me through this journey. So I believe my thing, I think the reason for us is that think about it, when you're young, your parents raise you to be the best that you can and provide for yourself. Do what you can for you, not for do what you can for the community, do what you can for you. So that way we're raised in a way where it's that collaboration isn't isn't incentivized. You're not incentivized to collaborate. With, you're not incentivized to collaborate with other black people. It's very much do what you can to be better than that black person. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's what it's. So I think and again, this is just my conspiracy of my thinking. And I think maybe that's what we need to get to a point is that how do we as this generation raise our kids collaborate a bit more collaborative? Say. I'm good at, at ideas, but I can't promote them, but Kay can. So, okay, then what about, how, what about I share my idea with Kay so we can do this, so we can do that? So how do we take the next step to build a community of collaboration mm-hmm. that we can elevate as a black community, but also educate ourselves financially? Because a lot of it is, is underpinned by financial, uh, is underpinned by financial literacy and entrepreneurship and collaboration. 
So how do we do that? So just to jump on your point really quickly, I think you can take that one step further. I think a lot of Africans, especially, are raised to be leaders. They forget the importance of following is not a bad thing. And being Mm -hmm. a part of a team is not a bad thing. Yeah, if everybody is trying to be head chef, we're going to burn down the kitchen. Mm. Great way to end, okay? Yeah. Love it. Stealing my point, but... uh, (laughs) Because I'm not a follower, I'm the leader. Subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Do you want more? Follow us on Instagram at Disclaimers Needed. <laughs>